Hello. Hey, Robin. It's Kyle. Hi, Kyle. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Oh, I'm still alive, you know. How long have you been in Nashville? I didn't know that you had moved down there. Um, I've been based here since, oh, sort of 2015 autumn. It's a great place for musicians. I made a record here with Gillian Welch and Dave Rawlings like a dozen years ago. Um, that was the first time I sort of planted my flag in East Nashville. And since then, it's, it's groovified. There's a lot of good-thinking people drinking good coffee and thinking good thoughts uh, in these benighted times. So, uh, it, it's, you know, it feels, feels home. Yeah, but it seems like that's all sort of went into this record. I mean, you mentioned Gillian, and you've got her back on again, right? I saw Gillian, Grantley Phillips, Pat Sanson, and, uh, and Brenda Benson producing. I mean, right. that's, that's a Nashville crew right there. It really suits me. It's not like I've had to change the stream I'm slipping into. I mean, in some ways, I probably could have been here for the last 10, 15 years. Um, it gets hot in the summer, but I'm sure Louisville does too. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting, though. I mean, you know, it's a lot of Americana artists or, or whatever version of that you want to say. But, you know, just judging from the very first single, it's, it doesn't sound like you have specifically made your Nashville record. I mean, it doesn't come off like, you know, Americana in that tradition. Well, I haven't gone twangy. I mean, when you hear the rest of the record, there's a few nods to Nashville. There's a bit of pedal steel and there's a, a sort of country type song, although I think I wrote it in Norway. I'm past the stage of, you know, doing what, what Bob Dylan or Elvis Costello did and sort of suddenly, you know, the, well, here's my, here's my Nashville album, mm -hmm. folks. I have my own style, styles, my rock style and my quiet style, and I suppose this is made in my rock style. So yeah. it's the same template I've been using since the Soft Boys 40 years ago, which, of course, was a, a template that the, the Beatles and indeed the Velvet Underground had, and um, Big Star and the Birds, you know, two guitars, bass drums, uh, lead vocal and harmonies. And it served you um, well. Well, it has. I mean, it's obsolete now. You know, it's like jazz. I mean, if you made a record like like A Love Supreme by John Coltrane now, it would be retro, it, or, or a Miles Davis album. It would be It would be an artful nod to the past. Or if you made a record, tried to make a record like Jimi Hendrix, in a way, it's over. It's it's not it's not what people are. It's not in the vanguard of of pop innovation. It's a style that was innovative 50 years ago, mm. but it's something that I always loved, and I always wanted to play that kind of music. You know, like you might say, he's a blues man, or you know, he's a country man. I suppose I'm a psychedelic pop man. <laughs> I mean, when you know, you're a, a fan, bit like, though, you don't you don't notice. I mean, I, of course, I'm a I'm a rock and roll fan, so if, uh, I get what you're saying, and to a point, I completely agree with you. But you know, when we live in that world, and that's what we crave, that's you know, I don't know, blinded by love in sort of the same way, you know. Well, it's I mean, also it's fine when rock. I think when rock rock and roll started, and and it defined itself as it evolved. Nobody said rock and roll is going to be this. It simply appeared. Nobody could stop it. People, the, the older folks didn't like it, and then everybody realized they could make money out of it, so it was encouraged. Um, and now rock is history-driven. You know, if you're standing there with a Fender Telecaster and an SM58 mic, the chances are you're over 60. It's not like it was 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, it still really belongs to the Rolling Stones generation. There are young people coming up with, with, you know, nice skin and, and fresh hair and nice flat stomachs who are rocking away still. Um, and if you're starting on in rock now, there's a, there's a load of history to listen to, which there wasn't when I got going. You know, the only stuff that was before me in, in rock and roll was actually rock and roll itself, Elvis and Buddy Holly and, and even that was still on the radio, what radio we had in Britain when I started listening to it in, um, gosh, when, 1963. So Yeah, that's got to be daunting for, as you're saying, a young artist too, because it's almost like if you're looking to do to play in that tradition, then you can either play a sound that's sort of in tribute or, or what, because, you know, where's, how, do you, how do you innovate something like that and I, I hear great rock bands you know they, that's coming up all the time but but it's true that in a sense they are all still you know a bit of hearkening back to to something else at this point well everybody wants to hearken back to things you know the people who support donald trump are harking back to a mythical 1950s or 1930s or whatever we on the other side are harking back to um civil rights and Woodstock and Nixon being impeached and what seemed like a kind of liberation of humanity as opposed to the kind of repressive elements of uh, what had gone before. But in a way, life has just moved too fast for everybody. Everybody's clutching at some kind of past and going, yeah, let me off there, man, I want to go there. Um, I like your uh, seg right I there. I, I like your seg right there because that's that's sort of what this album is about, right? It's it's an album for our times. It is it is not. It is a dark record, from what I understand. Um, I don't know. My records are always dark. I've never made a record that was, you know, full of joy and flowers and <laughs> clapping hands. I, I, musically, I, I come from sixty six, sixty seven, but but you know that wasn't all all you need is love and everything it was also there was a lot of pretty dark music going on there bob dylan was just sort of you know gotten darker and darker and then i think all the greats were very aware of the the shadow in things and um this one is uh people look at it in different ways i can't i i couldn't assess it because it it's me Mm -hmm. uh some people say i sound very happy or i sound young or i sound revitalized you know i i think i sound as um as kind of doomy as ever but you know i I guess i guess the word is reflective it's the joy of doom well i'm reflective i think yeah i mean i'm very good at thinking i'm no good at doing i take I take three hours to do anything, um, you know, post, you know, buy a stamp or boil a cup of tea. I'm just lost in reflection. Life goes whizzing by while I'm, while I'm, you know, contemplating the distance between my feet and, and the desk or, you know, what shall I feed the cat? Uh, it, this, you know, everything demands attention and it, and my life has most 95% of it has been about making small banal choices which really make no difference um and the big things are probably things that i've done on instinct without even questioning them yes i'm going to i'm going to go here yes i'm going to make this record yes i'm going to leave miss x and move with in with Ms. y um yes i reject your friendship yes you reject mine yes i'm moving to 
or America or I'm moving to Australia or I'm moving to DC or, you know, but you know, I don't think about those things. I spend all my actions are on instinct and my thoughts just, I'm lost forever. You can have fun putting that on the radio. (laughs) I love it. I seriously do. I mean, we're fans for a reason. I think this is all part of it. uh, Honestly. Well, it's the way the the mind works, I guess. Thank you. No, no, it's it's fine. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I live. I, the only thing I understand is art. I don't understand life. But you know, give me a guitar or a pencil or a a crayon or something, and a, or some something to write on, and I'm I'm away. I, that's how I make sense of of life. And I I guess that's probably not a logical sense, but life kind of redeems itself through art, and um, that's my function in the in the human ecosystem. So. When you have a regime that is philistine and and hostile to art and creativity and thought, like the current one in America or in Britain, then um, that's it's heartbreaking, but it's also stimulating because I think it makes everybody it just it just makes you dig in harder and it makes you value what you're doing or what other people are doing. Yeah. I suppose in a world where the arts are beloved and funded by everybody, you take them for granted, you know. Right. Um, they're busy closing the libraries in Britain. I mean, these these people are dirt as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, that's what I think. <laughs> I'm that kind of a person. <laughs> no, I mean, that's that's something um, specifically that I've been thinking about a lot. Uh, and you can totally week. put that on the radio. <laughs> yeah, I you know, I am a defiant socialist and liberal, and if my... If my visa is rescinded, well, too bad. You know, I don't know. But I'm here as long as I can be. Yeah. Well, you're all, you and I are on the same side uh, on every bit of that. Uh, Thank you. I would imagine most people I talk to are. That's the amazing thing. You never, I never meet the opposition. Mm-hmm. And I've been out on all those marches. I've been on some marches and I've seen footage of the marches. And you would think that um, the entire thinking, feeling world is out against what's happening. And yet, and yet, uh, you know, we don't seem to have any power. We 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 scramble and scrabble to have any voice at all, despite the fact that we are the the articulate wing of humanity. You know, um, the other side has no eloquence. It has no debate. It has no thought. It just has lies and and feebly thought out slogans. Um, there's not even a humorous arch villain at the middle of it yet, unless you dis- discount. I mean, unless you include Boris Johnson, I suppose. He's a, I don't know what he's doing. He's, <laughs> he's, I don't know. He's far too smart to be a Tory. He's extremely worrying. Um, but uh, you know, the rest of them just—you can't even speak to each other. There's no debate, and it's this oil and water effect which has occurred both in the states and Britain, which is. Looking at it in a detached way, it's fascinating. Looking at it, feeling about it, it's absolutely terrifying because there's no consensus of reality. Somebody I spoke to the other day blamed hate radio, and I think that's probably got a big part of it. You know, that it's possible they even put gamma waves in the in those um, the, the talk, what's called talk radio, but it's hate mm-hmm. radio. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's apparently addictive. I've heard of people who. You know, he used to go hunting, shooting and fishing and all the rest of it. And now they just sit there huddled in front of the radio waiting for the next blast of vitriol. And maybe it gives there's some kind of gamma wave that 
Hitler or somebody was researching Hitler's people and and they put him in there so it actually that kind of brutal thinking um just you know the, the voice of hatred it's actually people gotta hear it you know yeah or, or maybe it's like um like chili pepper or something it, you know it, it's too much to begin with but then you can't get enough of it <laughs> it would honestly make sense because sometimes as you're saying i mean what's the uh the old mark twain line uh, that you can't argue stupidity or something like that. you can't argue against stupidity or you can't because you'll always lose. You'll brain, always no, lose. You'll yeah. always lose. When this is what they're this is what they're proving. So in a way, it's like a it's like a smooth stone or a smooth cliff face. You can't get a you can't get a, an axe into it. You can't get a foothold, a cramp on. You can't go. Well, wait a minute. If, okay, so what you're saying is this? It's there. There is no argument. I think also maybe it's to do with the the development of the personal stereo that. Since the Walkman came in in 1980, we've got more and more used to hearing what we choose to hear. I don't know how far back you remember. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm 35. You know, so, do you remember you know, when those came? Yeah. Oh, oh, shoot. Okay, you would. Well, then you were. You're 35. Yeah. So I was, I was born in 81. So I definitely grew up with a Walkman. Anyway, I, I wasn't you before the Walkman. No, you might just have been conceived with one, but I don't, it's probably unlikely. But <laughs> when were you born? What time of year? Um, I was born in September of eighty-one. Well, they were definitely out and about. I first heard one in September nineteen eighty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought my first one that that December. Well, you, you know, you grew up with them, and they were cassettes, and, mm-hmm. and then they became CDs, and and then they became um, iPods, and then they just became phones, and. Um, I think we're all used to creating our own soundtrack, our own reality. And in a way, this is what's happened. Hence, alternate truth, you know, alternate facts. We have our own alternate facts. Um, And so if you're on one side, you follow a certain group of people on Twitter and you have a set of beliefs. And if you're on the other, you follow the other one. There's no, they don't meet. Mm -mm. Um, And I don't know whether it's that or hate radio or it's just, you know, the earth decides it's time for a cull and we need to, um, you know, if if we don't destroy ourselves in the next 30 years, we're going to get into space and maybe as a species, we're too unstable to colonize space beyond the moon. And so this is, this is the earth's way, Gaia's way of going, okay, um, back to the drawing board, we're going to, you're going to wipe yourselves out and, um, you know, I'll start again. I'll produce some other species. Hence my stuff about the feline dynasty. And, um, right. In, uh, I want to tell you about what I want. Um, again, a perfect seg because we yeah. needed to come back to the music there. And I was going to ask about that because that oh, yeah. seems like, <laughs> that seems like the end goal. That's, that's the hope. That's <laughs> feline dynasty. Well, the not, hope yeah. is, the, 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 to me, the only hope now is a kind of like a, an, an evolutionary leap, a mild evolutionary leap, a very sudden one in which humans as a species begin to feel each other in a way that feel what each other are feeling, a sort of mild telepathy, not to the point where you can probe each other's minds, but a sort of like a very turned up, turned up version of empathy that borders on telepathy so you're you want to do what's best for other people because you can feel how they feel and um 
you know, I'm I'm not a particularly empathic person at all. I'm very enclosed in my own my own mindset and my own sensations. Um, but I I know that that's the way. If we want to survive, that we have to evolve. We have to, to some extent, lose a bit of individuality, and gain gain a just become a bit more of a shoal, but not like people marching in a fascist rally. Not that kind of ant-like obedience, but actually a kind of just just empathy, you know. And I think it may actually require an evolutionary surge like you know suddenly we've got an extra gigabyte of empathy or something that we didn't have you know that we can act as a swarm because otherwise we're just a bunch of isolated individuals and we're going to die with our fingers around each other's throats um and so if i have any hope it's for that kind of thing and whatever the government or the immigration people or the whatever those sinister figures that somehow managed to get themselves in power are doing there's a lot of us who don't feel that and um I sort of think that's a hope. Otherwise, I think we're going to just wipe ourselves out and maybe the next evolutionary leap will be cats who develop articulated thumbs and they start making their own Walkmans and their own um, laptops. And, you know, uh, the whole thing happens again, but with, with felines who are not a particularly empathic race in a way, they're a bit like us. They're elegant killers, but they can be empathic, so. Cats always seem so individual, where it's the you know the the dogs who seem the the ones with uh, with empathy. But yes, but I uh, yes, I think a dog. I I but I I much. I just feel like cats. That's the I future. I just think they they. I think they might. You know, who knows? It might be frogs. It might be cockroaches. <laughs> what? It might just be the iPhone. It's possible that we're gonna. The only thing we will leave behind is the is the iPhone, because the other thing we're doing as we're also destroying the environment and heading towards global fascism is we are desperately trying to replace ourselves. Um, you know, we, we are going to make ourselves, if nothing goes wrong at all, uh, we will just make ourselves redundant <laughs> because the machine, the phone will do everything for us. It already tells you where to go. People, you know, people don't even need to look at where they're going before they set off. They just follow it. Yeah. Um, you know, it asks you how you are. It anticipates your needs. It tells you what you want to buy. It knows what records you like. Um, I would imagine that soon there will be eye lovers and eye therapists and all sorts of things. You know, so it's possible that we're also going to just leave behind the well, the eye world, if you like, um, which is an alternative. <laughs> but you know, these. Are, Oh, I, I I can't see it's just I don't I just don't think we're going to go on like this, and I'm not sure many people now do think we are. And, I, and I've I have felt for a long time that it 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 doesn't really work. Um, we don't really work as a we, something has to change for us to 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 survive. We can't we can't go on having these battles with ourselves. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just a waste of time. And you think it's been happening for, you know, a thousand years and it's... I think it's been happening as long as our species has been walking the earth, which is why the art and music and philosophy from 5,000 years ago is still relevant. You mm -hmm. can quote Plato or, you know, I don't know, I haven't read all those things, but that's why, or Shakespeare, you know, I don't think human nature has changed much in... Five ten thousand years. Um, 
but but the thing is we now have the the technology you know we're still with uh you know we're part angel part savage and unfortunately the savage part now no it's it doesn't just have clubs and knives it, it evolved via guns and um and now it has very very powerful weapons and um you know we've been lucky so far but uh, i just feel like i don't know how lucky we're going to carry on being so um we are in a very perilous situation let's say i agree that it's never been a more important time for artists to be doing what they're doing and what you're doing and how oh, much i appreciate you. what you're doing and uh and with oh, that how much I, I look forward to this new record all right look after yourself Carl. all right take Cheers. care thank Bye. you